Hello world, this is Kara. And this is Elizabeth. And you're listening to In Transit. Transit. Two triathletes take on the world. We have a special show for you this week. Yeah, we do. We ventured out and tried a little rock climbing, and it was my first go at it, well, on an outdoor setting, Mm -hmm. and how about you? Yeah, pretty much my first time, too. First with the real equipment and all. Right. Yeah. Other than just free climbing. Right. The big kid climbing. (laughs) So anyway, the next uh, few clips are our experience during that, a little bit of expectations, and then a little lesson from our friend Alberto, who is basically our expert climber that we went with, and then a review of how we thought it went. Yeah. And after that, the show will we'll cover our normal segments. So here is our rock climbing experience. Okay, so we're in Mineral Wells, Texas, which is... About, what, an hour um, west of Fort Worth? Yeah. Or maybe 45 minutes, not very far. And we, it's Friday night and we're going to climb tomorrow. And I'm the, I think I'm the least experienced out of everyone here. <laughs> you got to talk into the mic. Talk into Yeah, come over. I'll pause. So we are out here and we're camping and we just we're, we had to set up, set up the tents in the dark. We're actually we're still working on it. And um, we're with Anna and Alberto. Um, Anna works with us and her husband and then um, a worker a coworker of Alberta's Alberto's. Um, her name is Natasha. Mm-hmm. And then we have three little ones too, and they're just adorable. Yeah, three little girls, the kids. They're oh, <laughs> they're gonna go blind with the flashlight. I know. <laughs> and anyway, so what are your expectations for tomorrow? Oh, we haven't really seen where we're gonna climb yeah, at all because we came in and it's pretty much dark. I'm hoping it's super stellar. I don't know. Yeah, I know. And I saw one picture on the website, but it didn't really give me much perspective. Right, because it was just a picture of the rocks, but you don't know if they're tall or short or what. Right. And then, um, uh, what else? Um, I've only climbed on an indoor wall like twice so I have not very much experience. And yeah. What about you? I've um well when I was younger I did some crazy rock climbing but um, never with ropes. Never with ropes. We've fiddled around with ropes so I've I've fiddled with ropes before mm-hmm. but only not actually in the process of rock climbing. Okay. But, and then the, and then I've done some rock wall climbing too. And the um the other people we're with are all really experienced though, right? All all of you guys are experienced rock climbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're the losers. We are. We're gonna be like do 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 up the wall. Oh, and we learned that we were supposed to be doing some homework and reading up. But Dr. Romero. Have you ever fly climbing? Uh huh. No. Have you ever fly climbing? It's so cute. No, like you fell. Like you're, oh, his like you're making the route, and then something oh. happens, and <laughs> <laughs> oh. he's like, "Oh, Silas!" <laughs> yeah, that would be the and worst feeling they... ever. Have you ever fallen? Oh yeah, sure. Oh, and then you start seeing like one, two, oh, three, no. uh, four. Oh God, thank you. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you start seeing your your security devices a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. coming out. That you say like, this is one, this is two. What's going on? This is three. And then you back breaks because you're like, <laughs> and then suddenly, oh yeah, 
because, it, because you have rope and the rope is playing along the, all the um, all the security devices you have, the runners, and then when you fell down, those ropes are designed in a way that they, they will um, have elasticity. Uh-huh. So uh, it will extend, the rope will stand by its own. So at, at the time you are falling down with your weight, rope is uh, getting your, um, it is a physical formula of weight uh, versus uh, gravity and distance multiplied by the number of rope. And that's <laughs> gonna make the number of meters of rope and that's going to make the, the impact of your fall. Mm -hmm. So they, they call Fall two, fall one, fall point five. I mean the the type of fall. Oh. And Anna, how could you not give us that homework? Yeah, we know nothing. <laughs> and then is when you when you feel the impact of the falling. We're gonna have a crash course tomorrow. Oh my god. Uh, hopefully I Okay, won't I know some terms like belay. I know yes. that. What's that? And belay is when you are doing the rappelling and you want to give the rope to someone, so you say belay, and the person who is in, in the down part, holding the rope, is going to give you rope. Yeah, oh, like you slack. Okay. up, is going to going down, going down. Oh, okay. But he only goes down as much as slack as you give him. Okay. So you have to like belay. lock it right away. Okay. I had it really tight, so you whenever you see there like about the font, just like lock it. Yeah, but Natasha, you know also about the You know about the and yeah, so it should be interesting tomorrow with us. And the girl, little girls, the three little girls, they have their own little igloo tent. It's really cute. So cute. We'll have to take a picture and put it on. Yeah, the we site. will. We'll post our little community. We've got how many tent? One, two, three, four, We've five, six are going up. Name our village. What's it gonna be called? Oh yeah, what are we gonna name it? I don't know. Anything good? I can't think of anything. All right, we have to have a team name tomorrow. Okay, we'll <laughs> get so back. Stupid. We'll be back with yeah. that. Okay, so that's basically my expectations are that it's going to be fun but challenging. I'm and ready for a challenge. I, I yeah. want a different challenge. It'll be good. And I think that it's going to be a good workout. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we'll I'm see. I'm excited about the shoes. <laughs> yeah, we get to wear rock climbing shoes. <laughs> that's what I'm excited about. Gear. I like gear. I, I like gear too. Okay, that's all for now. Okay. Adios. Adios. Wait, buenas noches. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to be bilingual this weekend, yeah, too. Yeah, okay. We'll have to be bilingual. Okay. Bye. Adios. Adios. So one of those is the sport, what we call the sport climbing, which is a rock like this one. And then you have you have bolts inside the rock every uh, two feet or every uh, three feet, depending on whatever is the style of the person okay. or the difficulty of the rock. Okay. Second style is what we call um, adventure climbing. Adventure climbing is a rock like this one with no bolts, but you have an equipment and you, as you go up the rock, you set the equipment in between the cracks, in between the rocks, and whatever you can. And then you have all sorts of equipment that will fit in little cracks, in little uh, slopes or whatever it is for you to secure yourself. Second. But that's what we're not allowed to do here, right? This place does not have the bolts to do the sport climbing, 
and it is not allowed to do adventure climbing. Oh, okay. So the, the only the only climbing that we are allowed to do in here is what they call the top rope. Like that. that a top rope. For. Yes. A top rope is there is a chain, or there is a, um, a station, anchor. an anchor at the very top. So someone will go and set up the anchor. And you don't have to climb, you, you can go behind the rocks and get in the top and set your anchor. And after your anchor is set, then you can um, pull the ropes down and you will have all the equipment in the, in, in, the, in the climbers and someone will be pulling the rope as you will, as you are climbing up, your, your partner is going to be pulling the rope down. Mm -hmm. So, in case you fail or in case something happens to you, you are safe all the time. You don't have what we have, the fly. Because in, in, the, in the other styles, in the sport and the adventure climbing, you have the fly. If you fail or if you, uh, something happens and, and you, you lose your, your, your grip on the rock, then you're going to be loose and you will not be... Uh, safe until you you be caught by all the system and, and, and everything is in place and taking into consideration that everything is alright. But until that happens, you, you are going to fly uh, anything be between 5 meters, 7 meters, no, it could be anything between 5 or 7 meters, which translates to 10 to 15 feet. Okay. It's, it's a fly. Uh -huh. So you picture 15 feet and, and then just jump and suddenly something is going to Catching, you. Yeah, okay. Well, you don't have the flying here. Why? Because you are protected all the time by the rope. Your rope is tight, close to you. Okay. Now, all right. So, um, when we're talking about level five, it's when you start requiring equipment to do it. Okay. Then you have uh, all the gear, which is what goes in the rock. Okay. Uh, your shoes is part of your personal equipment. Uh, um, there are several beliefs about what the shoes should be. Um, essentially, if you are doing a 5.6, 5.7, anything less than 5.7, your shoes can be loose and can be comfortable. Okay. Uh, you, you don't really have to, to have them so tight. Um, what is going to happen is you, your foot is going to have kind of a globe so as and that that globe is going to have several functions if you have your fingers and i have a place to put my finger and i only have a little one and i only put one finger on it the rest of my fingers instead of helping me are going to be against me because they are flying so once you have once you have a shoe the function of the shoe is to tie all the fingers together okay. as a one. Mm -hmm. So whenever you have only one finger sitting up, the other four Help with are helping are helping you to sustain and to have uh, enough strong uh, support for that specific point. Okay. So when the shoes are getting, there is there is a feeling when when you really need to have a shoe that really really grips and holds your uh, feet there is we have a saying in rock climbing there is two satisfactions in rock climbing okay the yeah. first one is to get into the top 
Second one is to remove the shoes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and because your shoes, your feet are just so under pressure, and and you want to have that because it's the way you are gonna sustain. Mm -hmm. Now I'm talking about 5.10s, 5.11s, 5.12s. When you need to feel, you need to feel with your foot, even with a shoe on, every every little crack, every little thing is going to rock. So you so you want to have them tight. Okay. Um, Carabiners might be regular carabiners like this one, or lock or security carabiners like the ones you have on hand. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason of the lock of security is because you turn it. It's going to lock, it's not going to be able to be open. Yeah. And if you release the lock, then you will be able to open it. <laughs> Thanks. So that's, that's the reason of carabiners. We are going to use these ones today. Okay. You always use Carolinas for almost everything you do. No matter what style of signing? Yes. Okay. Now, you have um, Abilet devices. Abilet devices might be this one that we call ATC. It has, it's an acronym, so I don't know the definition with me. So, you have the ATC, you have the Super 8, you have the Grigri. There's several devices. Um, what is this for? I'm, I'm going to explain that. That's oh, okay. for you to delay. Delay. Oh, okay. Delay device. Delay means device. to come to give to, slack, to, like give rope. Yes, to pass the rope, yes. Okay. To go like down. Just lay up, lay down. Lay oh. up, um, yeah, kind of. Well, just actually, to change the rope, down. basically. To change. This is for you to help you to pass the rope as you uh, move. This is a Super 8, and you can tell why, right? Yes, which um, looks eight. The Super 8 and the ATC, they have the same function. Oh. However, one runs faster than the other. Which, that one? This one runs faster. You have more air in between, the rope moves smoothly around the, 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 the Super 8, and obviously runs faster, so you have less friction. That makes sense. And that one, it has more friction, so the rope runs slower. Slower, that makes sense. Okay, great. Good. The only reason I, 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 I want to say you use chalk is um, your hands have have some moisture, some grease, and there's several reasons of the of the chalk use. One is to, to not to leave the, the grease and the uh, and your moisture in the rock. Hmm. So you picture if if I were climbing on this rock without a chalk. Me and then someone else and someone else, someone else, someone else, someone else. Someone else. Picture for a thousand times. Now this is gonna get greasy and it's going to get um, it's gonna it's gonna lose the grip. Yeah. So the reason of the chalk is to get the mystery on the grease and at the time doesn't lose the um, doesn't lose the, um, the grip. Uh -huh. Other of the reason of the chalk is that you can mark whatever is going to be your next hand. So you say, oh, that's where I want to go. You mark it. And then you get ready and move. Because you can lose it. Oh, that's the chart. And finally, we got them. This is the harnesses. Um, they, they go in several sizes. And um, they go also in several um, models, depending on whatever you're doing. So Elizabeth and I just finished our first runs. That's what you call them, right? Runs? Climb, trail, yeah. whatever. 
and my legs are shaking the whole time. <laughs> and it was tough, but I did it. You got them both? How, how was it for you? Um, it was good. I kind of got stuck in the middle of the rock. Um, and I didn't know where to go, but my good friend on the ground, Alberto, went ahead and told me what to do. So, yeah. Man, it was just really fun. My index finger hurts, but yeah, it's cool. That, I kind of ripped a hole in my index finger, and it was bleeding a little. <laughs> Alberto, what, okay. was your, what was your perception from the ground? Yeah, what's your impression? Do we have any potential at all? Sure, as you do. Sure. <laughs> Except for my legs shaking. That was calling nerves. Is it? It is normal. Okay. It is. Uh, I couldn't like stop them. They're just like. Doo -doo -doo. Yeah. Your body is uh, segregating uh, adrenaline. Uh. Adrenaline is absorbed by the muscles. When a lot of adrenaline is absorbed by the by the muscle. Uh, it starts shaking because it's a lot. Uh, that's why I said a lot of adrenaline going through. It was a rush. Like I, it was um, a rush. It, it was a rush. I felt like I felt like I was dragging the whole way up with my arms. I didn't feel like I was using my legs near enough because my oh, shoulders are already sore. I felt like I was using my legs too much. I'm a little bit. <laughs> Can I hold you? All right, Kara. What did you think about um, our rock climbing experience? It was really challenging. I thought it was fun, but challenging. I ended up, I didn't make it up the last run, but I, I don't know. I need to, <laughs> I need some technique, more technique, because it was one of, it was a crack one, where you had to walk up the crack or whatever, and yeah. I just didn't know how to, how to attack it. And they, they were trying to give me pointers, but didn't do it. Well, that was the last one. It was, I was and, pretty tired, And too. also, my fingers are all torn up, and, uh, and I was kind of tired, so that kind of factors in. What did you think about the first one? What did you think about the first one? Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, that one I thought was pretty good. I mean, the, yeah, that one, for me, it was the easiest, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then the second one, it was all the way up, I got all the way up into the, like, that last part, the top fourth of it, basically. The roof. And that's where it got hard, and I couldn't figure out where to, how to get up around it. So, I don't know what I, I think I went over sideways, and I pretty much made it to the top of that one, I guess you could say. Yeah. What do you think of our runs? I wonder how many runs people usually do. Probably way more than what we did. <laughs> but we had, to, we had to switch in and out a lot, so... We were there all day, but I only got three runs in. It, I guess that's what you call them, runs. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it, it took me a lot longer than the other people. <laughs> it, it took me maybe ten minutes, for, and the other people took five or two or three or something. So. Well, yeah, it's her first day, though. Um, well, another thing is our uh, elevation wasn't... High, it wasn't as high as I think that normal runs actually go. Because all my rock climbing buddies, I look at their pictures and stuff, uh -huh. and they're usually, well, I guess they're usually higher, I think. Like, the climbs are higher. Like, so normally. it takes you longer because you have a lot farther to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. So, I, I think, you know, they might do two or three runs a day, but they're taller. Longer. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I think for our first real, see, I've only inside climbed before, so, or like rock climbing, wall climb. Yeah. And for our first go at this, I think that's a 
doing them out. Because a lot of it was just observing other people's technique mm-hmm. and just switching in and out and learning all about it. So it was good. Right. I thought it was really fun. I thought um, I agree with you and say that the first the first one was probably the easiest, which is great. Um, but it was actually the most difficult as far as um, oh, yeah. levels go. Yeah, tell them about the levels. Um, if you know about this. If you, if you don't know about it, I, let me see if I can get it right. Um, the levels are basically um, uh, a 5 is vertical. And then um, a 5.1 is a little bit harder. 5.2, 5.3, 5.4, and so on. I think it goes up to 13 or 14. 13 or 14, and then you go into 5.13a, 5.13b, 5.13c, and then you go to 5, stuff like that. Yeah. If I'm, if I can remember correctly from what we learned uh-huh. today. Um, and then, so the first climb that we had was a 5.9. Um, I thought it was a 7 or 8. Okay, I wasn't sure. I don't, I think it was, it might have been a 7. Five, seven. Okay, and was that the same as the second? Because I think it went... I wish I had that map, because oh, the map has remember. it on there. Well, I know the highest we got was a 5.8, I think. Oh, okay, that must have been the 5.8 then. Okay, okay. So it went 5.8, 5.7, 5.5. Five, five. Right, and I thought they got more difficult as we went down. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was weird. But and the last one that's supposed to be the easiest is actually the hardest yeah, for us. Right, and I really don't think it was... Um, I don't think it was me being tired or anything like that. I really think it was a lot to do with technique and, and the actual rock, the rock itself. I mean, I thought the crack was really, our third, our third run was a, um, a crack and supposedly it was pretty easy to get your hands and feet in there and just maneuver yourself up the crack. But, um, I had a really, really, really difficult time doing that one. It took me forever to get up that one, but I conquered it. But the first one I thought was pretty easy. The second one was pretty easy until you got up to that little roof part and that was a challenge but I made it up to the second one and then the third one like I said was freaking hard but it was only a 5.5 with a little spice oh yeah (laughs) and um I thought that was pretty but overall I I really enjoyed it I thought it was a lot of fun I have a big gigantic gash in my finger well on the point of my finger and on the top of my finger look at the look at that look at I, Ew, yours is gross. Yeah, I have, I scraped my elbow, like, bleed, it was a bleeder. Yeah. And I have, um, about five of my fingers are all torn up, my fingertips. Right. And, yeah, that's just all part of it. Yeah, I kind of like getting torn up like that. It makes you feel <laughs> like you're doing something. But yeah. I wasn't expecting my fingers to be, I thought my fingers would be tired just from, like, the muscles uh-huh. fatiguing. But I, I wasn't expecting to have blisters on every single one of my fingers at all. And none of our people we were with had gloves. Oh, pause. Anyway, sorry about that. Okay, that was just my brother. So we're good. Alright, anyway. Oh, but overall, I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Hold on. Pause. Okay, but okay. overall, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I want, definitely want to try it again. Yeah, and I'd like to try a different place just for comparison. Yeah. You know. Oh, oh, go ahead. What were you saying about gloves? Oh, okay, yeah, I forgot. Um, the, All the people we were, well, we went with three people that had climbed before, and then we also climbed, we met up with, or 
met people out at the climbing place. Yeah. And we're climbing with them. Who are really good climbers. Yeah. And none of them had gloves and well, I think they're just broken in, you know, their hands are broken in. But I don't know. I feel like I would kind of want to try gloves. Well, and they also said they had tape sometimes to tape up your fingers, and that helps. But yeah, I'm guessing that gloves really aren't a typical accessory or, or, or maybe, part of the gear. Maybe the hardcore people don't use gloves, and yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I just was wondering about that, if people typically use them or not, and or maybe if just the rocks we're climbing on were rougher than other places or you know I don't know I just wonder about the gloves well the really good guy um who was out there climbing with us said that that rock was especially rough on the fingers yeah so that made it feel a little bit less of a wimp yeah I mean yeah it hurts but it's not like oh it's bearable it's bearable and I'm not thinking oh I'm not going again because I hurt my fingers you know right right Um, right. I'm not a wussy like that but at the same time if you can why not? Yeah, I, I think I would like to try tape next time or something, just to tape wrap around the tips of your fingers. Or something, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I could kind of see yeah. how gloves could hinder you mm-hmm. because you don't really want anything that's going to slip between, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe they have some that are real sticky, like yeah. stick to your hands real well. And um, I wonder if Vibram Five Fingers would be good on for shoes. I mean, yeah. I wonder. I mean, I can see how you would want your toes clumped together like that. Yeah. Because, okay, the, the shoes you have to wear to climb with, your toes are crunched together. So you can use your all your toes as one big lever. Yeah. It's really uncomfortable. But when you're climbing, it's perfect. But when walking yeah. around and standing there, it sucks. Yeah, you don't even notice when you're climbing. I don't right. either. I didn't either. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was a good experience and... Oh, oh, and the the good guy that we're saying is the good climber or whatever, he did a 5.11, and it took him a, a little bit to figure out where the, his, you know, the whole holes are, or whatever you call it. Right. Foot holes and hand yeah, knobs fingers and whatever you call it. Holes. But anyway, that run was called the finger stinger. With good reason. <laughs> yeah, and it looked like just a slick wall. I mean... It looked just like a flat-ass wall. It yeah, was. I mean, a total... Barely, just a rock. Barely anything to put your feet or hands, you know, to grab onto. So he I was, was totally Spider-Man. I was highly impressed by that performance. Yeah, and he made it up a clean... He made a clean run, too, so... Yes. Like, no falls or anything. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. It was a good experience. Definitely, I, I recommend trying it, but I absolutely recommend going out with people that you, um... Uh, that that know already how to do it. Like right. I wouldn't go out on a whim, rent some equipment, and go out on your own. Definitely yeah, not at do all. That. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do Wait, it. Man. And, and camping was fun too. Except the only thing that was a bummer was it's freaking hot. It Holy hot. crap! So I yeah I prefer to camp when it's kind of cool and at least in the evening. Yeah. So. But yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun. Glad we went. And now we're going out with some friends later tonight and um, having a go-away party for yeah. a couple of our friends that we know. So, so anyway. it's a fun-filled weekend. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, so signing off, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Now it's time for Stoked and Stellar. This week we are covering... 
what I think is pretty stellar, the tent I just bought for our rock climbing experience. I'm pretty stoked on it. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, Kara and I went to Target, and we bought a couple of cheapo tents, but mine turned out to be pretty freaking cool. I'm really excited yeah. about it. Me too. I feel like right now my bank account's hurting a little, so I didn't mm-hmm. really, I couldn't really afford to spend a you know, a couple hundred dollars or more on a tent, so right. I spent 22 <laughs> Nice. I think I spent 32 but I got a mansion that yeah. is just so, so great. But the thing with tents is that um, if you're backpacking, you want a lightweight tent, mm-hmm. but if you're car camping like we did last weekend with um, rock the rock climbing, mm-hmm. uh, it, it really didn't matter how heavy the tent was because right. we could just take it, you know, 30 yards away from the car and whoop-de-doo. Yeah. So um, I went ahead and got a three-person tent, which f- for me is perfect <laughs> because I like space. I like my space. And so that's perfect for me. Just one one three-person tent for me is perfect. Mm-hmm. If anybody else is in there with me, I'd probably feel crowded. <laughs> but, <laughs> and yours is a dome style. Yeah, it's a dome style, it's exactly. It's kind of circular looking. Yeah. Yeah, what and about it, yours? Uh, mine is more of a rectangle shape, mm-hmm. and it looks it looks more like a, one of the little backpacker, yeah. you know, it's like they were trying to do something close to that, but actually, uh, it's pretty roomy, too. It's a two-person. My sleeping bag fits in there, and then I still have quite a bit of space, like almost enough space to put a whole other big sleeping bag in there, com- you know, with plenty of room, and um, it came with... You know, the stakes and the rain cover and everything. Rain so. fly. Rain fly. That's yeah. what you call them. Okay. Yeah, and so that, except the only thing I'm, it didn't rain, which it was just really hot when we came. Um, I, uh, I'm not sure how well that would hold up because, I don't know, it's not like it really covers, it doesn't cover the entrance, the rain flap. It's just like a little awning over it, but it doesn't uh-huh. actually cover it. So uh-huh. if the rain was really blowing around a lot... I don't know how that would work. Oh, you know, I didn't even notice that, but you're right. It didn't. It just had that little like an awning, yeah, little, a little bitty awning thing. And so, uh, I guess a tarp would work. Yeah. For to like, <laughs> if you needed to. Yeah, if you needed right. to as a backup. But anyway, it worked for what I needed it definitely, for. And it, definitely. And it's a cute little tent. It is it's cute. Green. Yeah. It matches and my favorite rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, they had, like, orange and blue and green, and green right? Yeah. Yeah, that, I would have gotten the orange one. That was a cute tint. <laughs> um, yeah, but one thing about the heat is that um, it's really important whether you get a backpacking tent or... Uh, um, like an expensive tent or a cheap yeah, tent. Yeah, right. Right. Um, that you have a good ventilation system. Right, that you have your mesh uh, material down low, so even if you're laying down, that you can get some crosswinds coming. Exactly, a breeze at least, because good grief. It was definitely needed when we went. It was so hot. Yeah, and oh, and another thing, okay, when we went to the Grand Canyon a few weeks back, I borrowed a tent. Um, It was a North Face, uh, I think it's called a Tadpole, and it was a two-person but one thing I like, the tent was great, and it rained a lot when we were out there, so that it worked. I didn't get wet at all. It was mm-hmm. great, except it was kind of short for me. I And I'm only 5, 8, or 9, somewhere <laughs> in there. I never can remember. I'm in the 5, 8, 9 range. And um, so I'm not that tall, really, but I felt mm-hmm. that that tent was just a little too short because my feet were touching the end. And, yeah. Uh, 
it was just annoying. But other than that, the tent was good. And then, but I did notice my cheap Target tent was long enough, mm-hmm. so that was nice. Yeah. That's the extra ounces you're putting on there is the extra fabric for your feet down <laughs> yeah. at the end. Yeah. And mine, of course, was perfect. Because <laughs> you had lots of room. You I was sleeping diagonally. Like You could have fit a family of five in there. I could have. I, de- I definitely could have, yeah. Uh, but yeah. anyway, yeah, so the long story short, for tent buying, if you're tall, consider, well, or just whatever height you are, consider the length of the tent and also consider, uh, make sure you have a rain fly mm-hmm. and make sure it has good ventilation. Yeah. And don't feel like you have to buy an expensive tent, mm-hmm. especially if you're just doing car camping or camping where you don't really have to hike in that far. Yeah, and go to Target because they've got stellar tents. Yeah, with cool colors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, pretty stellar. <laughs> Well, it's time for Bombayash. I can't say it. I can't say it. Trip tip. It's Bombayash. This is a weekly occurrence for you, Kara. You can't ever say Bombayash trip tip. I know. I need some speech therapy. I think it's kind of funny that you can't say it. I think you should say it from now on. Because <laughs> so, it's practicing therapy. Right? it's funny. I need some therapy. Therapy. Speech therapy. Okay, what anyway. are our tips this week? Okay, well, number one, which we kind of mentioned in Stoughton Cellar, is tarp. Tarps. Yeah. That is something that you may not think you need when you're camping, but it's really nice, especially if it starts pouring down rain and you have everything out on, you know, at your campsite, all your cook stuff and yeah. your food, and you need to cover it up real quick. Yeah. And also, if you buy a Target tent like I have, and it, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't really have a proper rain fly, so then you just throw that over. Right. So that works also. Um, and, and they're pretty cheap, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, Five yeah. Five bucks or right. something. Right. And then also, something we used it for is covering up our bikes during the rain. Oh, yeah. And while we were in the Grand Canyon, because it was pretty excessive rainstorms. And Strange, but true. Yeah, it was wonderful. No complaints. But, oh, yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's nice to have a tarp for your equipment. It's one of those don't-forget kind of things to yeah. add to your list. And even last weekend when we went um, just car camping, we used your tarp to set your set the cooler on oh, in yeah, the car. Oh, yeah, kind of protect your uh, upholstery. Uh, upholstery and your carpet in your car. Just to put a tarp down as, like, a base layer. Yeah. Because, like, what happened, we took my car, and then the cooler was sitting out in the dirt and everything and so when mm-hmm. we put it back in the car we put the tarp down and right to protect that exactly so it was good lots of multi-purpose that's and a good trip tip the next one next trip tip is uh burn bands check in burn bands uh we d- highly 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 suggest either uh, bringing with you a stove or of some kind, or or at least a bag of charcoal, right? Which is my my and suggestion. something to light it with. <laughs> because a lot of time, not a lot of times, but there might be the occasion where you go camping, and there is a burn ban, so you're not allowed to have open fires or something. So then, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, then you are up a creek without a paddle because you don't, ha- you can't cook any food. Yeah. So especially when you're in the south, 
like here in Texas, and it's uh, hot, dry, and hot and dry. Yeah. So yeah, when we went camping in Mineral Wells, we got there and we couldn't have any open fires. Right. But we could have used charcoal because they had one of those little grill things yeah. that stands up. I don't know what, what do you call those? Like a a grill. A grill, yeah. not like a pit, but a grill. Right. So that you could a charcoal grill, and then so we could use that. But um, the people we went with had a propane. Thank goodness. Stove, so that was good too. Right. So, yeah, but maybe probably everybody out there is just so prepared, and we're just the ones that don't yeah, have Yeah, we're equipment. just the amateur campers who don't know what <laughs> but, they're doing. Hey, some people, well, uh, hopefully we have all different kinds of listeners out there, yeah, so hopefully. hopefully we're helping someone. Yeah. Or, see, if you're an expert camper out there, you forget about these things, so if you're trying to give advice to some novices, here's the reminders for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so check your barn bangs and bring a tarp. All right, so that's Bon Voyage. Trip tip. Nice Well, in the news this week, sports related for you, triathlete. Karen's holding her pin like a microphone. <laughs> it's a pencil. Oh, that's what I meant. It's my Grand Canyon pencil. It's a gigantic, looks like a tree limb. It's it's big, fat, fat, fat. Like a. It's my. It's like it's my bigger, like log a silver dollar kind of fat. It's fat, fat. And she's using it like a microphone right well, now. I am a news anchor right now during this segment. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. This week in the news, another ditto, whatever you call it, ditty, for, about Joanna Zeiger. Oh, yeah. Here's the deal. She is a crazy, wickedly fast triathlete because she just did the Boulder 5430 long course triathlon, which is half iron distance. <sighs> won it. She won, and she beat, she was 10 minutes, almost 10 minutes ahead of the uh, second place next person? female. Are yeah. you freaking joking and me? Get this. The reason it caught my eye when I was re- this is um, I found it on one of the triathlon websites. I can't remember. Anyway, it caught my eye because she broke her toe four weeks prior to this race, and so she was off of running for four weeks. Like she was swimming and biking, but then she goes and wins it like crazy. Yeah. And um, wow. she had broke her, she fractured her toe at the Lifetime Fitness Battle of the Sexes Triathlon. I think that one was in um, Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, so she was off of running, and then she came back. Well, but she did have home turf advantage because it was in her hometown of Boulder, the triathlon nice. was. Oh, so oh. she trained there all the time. I thought she was from Boulder. Yeah, and well, she, I don't, yeah, she lives there now anyway. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, she trains there year-round. Her coach is Dave Scott. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's freaking amazing. Ten minutes ahead? Yeah. That's a landslide. That's, I don't know. I think they better check her for doping. You know? <laughs> she might be pulling a landis. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, okay. And then the second news flash for you. This one I just thought was, I don't know, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's not, it's a serious thing, but it's it's funny at the same time. Mm-hmm. But Triathlete Magazine oh. is doing a model search for their 07 swimsuit edition. So, awesome. all you hotties out there, all you hot triathletes, you need to send in your photos of you in a swimsuit, a racing training photo, and a brief bio describing your life, like your career, family, hometown, and your triathlon experience. And you're supposed to... 
email those to the editor-in-chief, TJ Murphy. But if you go to um, triathletemag.com, you can find all the info. Yeah, don't email them to us. We, yeah, well, no. unless you, we want to see your pictures. We'll put a, if you think, yeah, if you want to send us some hot pictures of you, we'll put them up on the website. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I guess, but see, now, is this only for women? Because any swimsuit edition that makes you think of like uh, oh. of like Sports Illustrated where it's always women, but oh. it doesn't. It doesn't. Oh wait, no, no, no! It says right here, both men and women. Oh, good, good, good. Boys, send us the pics. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so if you think you got what it takes, send them a little picture. Sweet. So we thought that was fun to. And if you if you get picked, you have to call us and tell us. Yes, That'd definitely. Awesome. Yeah, and call us our we are new phone number is nine two zero four eight two four eight two two. Yep, it's our uh, gizmo line. Yeah, leave us a message because we want to talk to the hotties. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so so for word of the week this week, since we're um, celebrating our rock climbing experience, we decided to throw in some rock climbing terminology. Uh, I'm sure everyone's heard the term belaying. I've heard I of haven't. it. Really. Before, well, I don't remember hearing of it before wow. this weekend. Okay. Because like, even when I climbed indoors on the indoor wall, I don't remember, but it was it had been a couple years, though, so I, I'm sure I probably could have forgotten it by then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was new to me, and I mean, maybe this is something everybody knows, but I didn't, and I figured there's at least a handful out there that may hmm. not, or may have heard of it, but didn't know what it was. What the or... actual word, what it meant. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, belaying is when you've got two people, the climber and the belayer, and the belayer is the person who's standing on the ground, and it's the technique of controlling the rope so the, so the climber doesn't fall, and when they do fall, they, it's a controlled fall. Right. So. And they use, there's like a special, well, there's two different kinds of things. The one we used was. Yeah, there's an ATC that you can use, and it's it looks like a cowbell, but it's got two squares, and the whole, and the rope goes through the two squares. Yeah. Oh, and there's a special eight, too, and, and it has the same idea, except it moves faster and it's less controlled, but more more people with, people with more technique use those. And the eight one, you you can tell it looks like an eight. And both of those, mm-hmm. there's pictures of both of those on our website. Yeah. Of, um, like, those pieces of equipment. But that's what the belayer has that hooked on, like, with a carabiner hooked onto their harness. harness. And then the rope goes through that piece of equipment. So it can go fast in one direction, like mm-hmm. loosen, but in the other direction it's, Tight. like, it'll stop or, yeah. Yeah. It's like a one-way um, valve, kind of. Yeah. Except it's not a valve, and it's not yeah. one way. Oh, and, yeah, and so belaying, we're talking about the use in climbing, but belaying, it can also, is it also a nautical term? Huh. But um, in nautica, nautica, and what is it? <laughs> I don't have any idea. Oh. It's like... Mm-mm. Where? Making a, fa- making a line fast to a cleat. Uh, pin or other fixed object in... But in climbing, it refers to the practice of controlling the rope. Yeah. So if you're on a boat, it's totally a different thing. <laughs> oh, fasting fasting a line. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 I see. Okay, cool. Making a line fast to... I didn't know yeah, that. Or I or other fixed... read this whole thing, and I didn't even see... I guess I just read mm-hmm. just selected parts. I have selective reading skills. 
Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. I might just learn that myself. <laughs> so that is our wow word of the week. <laughs> Okay, here is last week's uh, exercise your brain. It was a food riddle, and we got an, a response to the question was, of all vegetables, only two can live to produce their own food for several growing seasons. All other vegetables must be replanted every year. We asked what were the only two perennial vegetables. It was a trick question. Sure, sure it was. <laughs> it was just us not checking our sources very well because we got a response from Mr. Mike Pompa, and he said, I found a lot more than two perennial vegetables when searching on the Internet, if, but if he had to pick two, he would have chosen asparagus and artichoke. But then he said, but wait, there's chicory and rhubarb. And then he's kept listing <laughs> and kept listing like chives, watercress, chili peppers, chicory, perennial kale, sweet potato, yam, taro, rhubarb, spinach, beet, asparagus, artichoke, broccoli, more kale, and cabbages. Yeah, and those are coming from different sources. All so, different sources, and it, it gave seems, us all the sources. It seems like the sources don't agree necessarily, but I think basically we have. That has at least proven that there are more than two. And you know what? I actually thought to myself when we found that question, I was like, wow, that's amazing that there's only two. I know. But I didn't ever think to look somewhere else. Yeah, I just, it was lazy. I know. Mine too. I, and you know what? This, okay, Karen and I get paid to research stuff. So, I mean. So, like, in our leisure time, we, we, we're like, we're all researched out. We're like, yeah, good enough. <laughs> But of all people, we should be the ones that check, double check, triple check and our I sources. Do, but I always do. I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway. I guess it was just a fun riddle. I guess we were deciding. Yeah. But anyway, so we sucked last week's riddle. But <laughs> thanks, Mike Pompa, for pulling through for us. And yeah. telling us that. So we don't have a conclusive answer on the actual number of how many perennial, perennial vegetables there are. But there's a lot. But that does make me wonder where. Where they got that question? The place that we got the original riddle from that said there were two, how they came, why they say there's only two. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's one of those crazy riddle sites, so. Yeah, I think it was just one of those yahoo ones that, you know. Yahoo! Yahoo! Anyway. Anyway, sorry about that, and in the future we'll try to be a little more uh, (laughs) credible. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, we have a new exercise your brain for you, and this time I promise that we have, we're using a reliable source, mm-hmm. and it has, it, it's not a trick question. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here it is. In 2007, well, in June 2007, there's going to be a World Cup triathlon, um, the ITU, International Triathlon Union World Cup Triathlon. Um, and it's going to be held in a U.S. city. What city is it going to be held in? Which city? And the bonus secondary question. Extra gold star. Extra gold star question is only three other U.S. cities have hosted the ITU World Cup Triathlon. Which, uh, which three cities are those? So if you think you... And this is a hint, too. You very well might have the answer to this these two questions laying around your house in some of the literature that you receive in the mail. I would say even nine out of ten triathletes listening to this would have this in their house. Yes. 
So that's all we're going to tell you. Yeah. So let me repeat it one more time. So the ITU World Cup Triathlon, it's going to be in June 07, is going to be held in the U.S. city, which city? And which other three U.S. cities have previously hosted ITU, ITU World Cup events? And those are the only other three that have hosted. Okay, so if you think you know the answer, send us an email. Our emails can be found at uh, intransitduo.com or send us a voicemail and let's hear your beautiful voices. <laughs> the phone number is 920-482-4822. I, I want some phone calls, too. I know. I'm and sad. Yeah, I know. I, we need some more voicemails from people. We um, we just call each other on yeah. our... <laughs> <laughs> no, but even if you don't have the answer to the question, if you're just feeling the urge to... If you just need someone to talk to, call a voicemail. <laughs> yeah, I need have two minutes. <laughs> yeah. And if you're lucky, maybe one of us will be there and we'll actually answer the cool. line. So, cool. yeah, um, yes. Yeah, we welcome, if you want to call and give us your story. Voicemails about anything and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Exercise your brain out there. We have a life anxiety section, and we always have something on our minds, so this one's easy to fill up. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I think we're in agreement, and both of us are kind of thinking about injuries. Yeah. You want to start off? I do. I, mine's kind of twofold, actually, because, well, I'll just go on. Okay. I have I've had a long-term injury pretty much my whole life, but um, it's gotten pretty severe in the last couple of years, and so I had to take off the week of working out, and that's really hard to do. Like, it's not hard to do, but I just feel bored and very slothish, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, it's difficult for me to take the week off, but um, so I'm going to have to go back to the doctor and figure out some stuff, but um, it's just, it sucks not being able to do what you want to do. But um, on the other hand, I feel just lucky also that I I can do those things. But but the irony of all irony is that my doctor told me I could swim as much as I wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, because you're you're hindered. It's a nerve problem now, right? Yeah, it's a a nerve issue. That hinders you from doing like anything impact impact sports yeah or, or um like running is definitely not good for it yeah she told me um do not run do not run do not run <laughs> and that's your favorite thing. and that's my thing i do you know i How love depressing. running it is depressing but um so i'm not running but i've been given the green light to stay in the pool as much as i would like which sucks but you know what this just might be the turnaround point for me where i this might be what i need you know yeah so, um, but I've been riding my bike a lot lately, which is good because I am, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying riding my bike. So good. it might just be, it might just be what I need. Yeah. And for me, I'm just, every once in a while I have a knee issue where it just kind of is a little painful. Like I think it's mm-hmm. just kind of an overuse issue. Mm-hmm. And so lately my knee has been kind of flaring up on me. <laughs> it seizes up here and there. <laughs> but basically I've just been trying to, to baby it a little just to rest it. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't been um, running as, as long of distances on it. Just yeah. kind of 
listening to it, and if it's hurting, then I just kind of take it easy. Yeah, but I think that's one good thing is that you're listening to your body. That's yeah, good. and just lately, I don't know, I feel like I'm just coming to a point where I need to take either take light days or take a few rest days because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think it's just the season, I've just been beating my body up this season, yeah. so... Yeah. Um, yeah, well, and also with just our different things we're trying, it, um, like rock climbing and, I don't know, just different things we've been doing. Yeah. And since I've been riding out at the velodrome, that's a different kind of, um, workout. And mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, it's just, I guess this segment, we're, we just want to kind of, um, explore, or just talk about injuries and how, uh, even if you have injuries, there's other options, you know, it's okay to take rest days, it's okay to yeah. take lighter days, it's okay to do alternative exercise, Definitely. and hopefully and that way you can prevent future problems where maybe you wouldn't be able to do a triathlon again, but if you just rest now, in the future, you probably will be able exactly. to. Exactly, to prevent, to prevent even further injuring yourself. Right. And then also um, some alternatives to um, triathlon sport would be, like, my doctor told me some, and I was thinking, you know, that might be a good idea. Like, um, uh, my sports medicine guy's doctor said that he strongly suggests doing rollerblading. So I was thinking, you know, maybe that's not a bad idea. And maybe I could rollerblade. At least you're on your feet still, so yeah. you kind of simulate running but yeah. in a way you know like yeah. as but far as the um like the feeling you'd get as you know what I mean like uh you can still zone out and go you're still you're still straight up you mm-hmm. know and like, you're not forward. like horizontal in the pool <sighs> like you know yeah. you know what I mean I know exactly you can right. zone out and roll it later. yeah but also um maybe you should be a roller derby girl Kara, you'd be so freaking awesome at that. You'd be mean, though. I mean, I'm going to think of Roller Derby, guys. That'll be the next report. That's hilarious. I think I could... I'd probably kill myself. I think I could do pretty good at that. I I could really kick some butt. Maybe if I start rollerblading, I might consider it, but I'm just you very mean. You should old school roller skates. I would love to do that. I saw... I was out on the trail... Um, the uh, Katy Trail here in Dallas uh, mm-hmm. over the weekend, and there were two people out rollerblading or er, roller skating on four wheels. Four wheels. Wow! And the girl, she looked like a roller derby girl. Kinda, yeah, but she was with a guy like her boyfriend or right. something. But he was a little slower than her. Gosh, I but, bet she was a roller derby she, girl. Just the way she had the striped socks on. Oh you know? yeah. Oh, like she had black hair. It uh, seems like all the roller girls I know or have black hair. It was dark. It was brown. Yeah. Dark brown, but it, it wasn't black. But yeah, then she had, like, the wife beater tank top. Oh. And the, her socks were, like, white, but then the two black stripes, like, on the top. Yeah. Tube socks. Yeah. And I'm, like, totally roller derby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a roller derby girl if I ever but heard it. But we, Dallas has a pretty badass roller derby team. They do. I they're I, I saw them in the St. Patrick's Day That's parade. That's where I saw them, too. Yeah, and they're coming down there like, wow, watch yeah. out. These chicks are serious. I know. And they, they skated the, I mean, I, I guess skating that many miles to them is probably no big deal. Yeah. they probably well, do that all the time, but that here, seems, like, crazy hard. There's some bike rallies around here, bicycle rallies, where they let rollerbladers do it. Like, the Tour Dallas bike rally, they let rollerbladers do the course, so they rollerbladed, like, 20 miles. No way. Yeah. Well, rollerblades now go so freaking fast that... 
that's not really I mean that's a lot but it's that's not it's not like a obscene amount you know no but I was just I'm thinking though if you just tack on a 10k to that that's a that's a marathon that you're rollerblading yeah that seems well, crazy to me yeah they they were pretty good it was a big group of them and I, I know mm. back when I was probably when I was eight or nine no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no I think I think it was I think I was older than that, maybe 12 or something. Yeah. Um, I really, you know, that was back when rollerblades were just coming into play. Yeah. And they were, it was before they made very good ones. Like, they were a lot harder to roll. Like, mm-hmm. they've become so much smoother. And Aerodynamic. Like, I, know, right. I know what you're talking about. They used like, to, like, stick a lot. Stick, and you had to, like, really push to make them go. Yeah. And so I had a pair because I begged my parents, like, yeah. I gotta have Oh, you lucky dog. And, um... They weren't, like, top-of-the-line pair or anything. Right. But, uh, so I had them, and I just remember them being hard as hell to yeah, ride. they were. And, and then, when I was an undergrad, I borrowed a friend's pair of rollerblades, uh, and holy cow, I Big thought difference. I was going to break my neck. Yeah. I mean, they went so fast, I was scared. <laughs> like, I was scared to go down just little declines, because I didn't know how to really stop yeah. them very well. I, it was... Whoa. Yeah. I mean, night and day. And mm-hmm. the pair she had that I borrowed weren't even, they weren't anything fancy. They were just like a midline type, you know. Do you know how much they even cost? Are they expensive now? Because I, I remember you know, thinking when I was a kid that was expensive, but I don't honestly, know where they were. I don't, I'm not positive. I want to say they run maybe around 100 hundred dollars but i could be totally off yeah <laughs> i mean i'm sure you could get a pair for a hundred dollars somewhere right. oh yeah today, i'm sure you whatever. could yeah but i don't know if that would be bottom of the line or mm. what yeah you'd think you'd be able to get them for that mm-hmm. much but anyway. another a couple other things that um were suggested to me what are we were, talking about anyway um, oh, injuries like alternatives, and alternatives to triathlon sports cross training yeah cross training um pilates and yoga those have been highly suggested to me as well Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I don't like about yoga? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I like it. But one thing I don't like about some of these really hoity-toity places is where they have the heat yoga or, like, where it's really hot in the rooms, like the sweat yoga. Have you heard of that? No. Where they I've never they heard of that. make the, the rooms really hot and supposedly... Like a sauna? Yeah. And supposedly that's supposed to, you know, make you, like, loosen up more or something. But okay. I, I But can... I really think it's... They just don't want to pay for air conditioning? No. Uh, no, not that. I think it's these crazy people that think they're going to lose more weight if they sweat. Like, if they're hot during their workout. Like, people who wear sweatsuits in the gym running on the treadmill. Right. And they think they're going to lose more weight that way. Speaking of that, okay, that's Which is ridiculous. That's horrible. That's just not healthy. It's just making your body work harder. Like, um, you're losing water weight, and it's not really having the benefit that you think you're... I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, you actually might end up losing more weight Mm -hmm. because you lost all the water in your body, and you're just going to gain it back. When you (laughs) leave the room and drink, drink, drink. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just... Just ridiculous. But um I mean I can see I can see the 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 point in doing um I can't remember what it's called. Steam it's like heat, yoga or whatever. Yoga heat um there's some kind of name for it, like a Yeah. That's fancier than heat yoga. <laughs> well I was at the gym the other day. You know those um so we're going off on one of our rants as usual. Well that's okay. Yeah. 
Um, I was at the gym the other day, and I was going to run. And on the treadmill, like, in front of me, there was a guy wearing one of those... You know, okay, have you ever seen the wrestlers when they wear those sweats, literal sweatsuits that are like plastic suits? You know what I'm talking about? No. They're like, they look like windbreaker suits, oh. but they're plastic. Okay. And they're made for, like, they're made for you to lose weight instantly so you can get in a lower weight class. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, well, he wore one. He was, he had been there running the whole time before I got there. And then I ran four miles, and then I did a cool down for half a mile, and he was still running in that suit. He had pants and a jacket on. Was he just drenched in sweat? Well, it's a sw- it's one of those suits that keep like it all inside. Keep, it's like yeah. a sauna suit. Is it filling up with? I don't know. Did you see it like pooling? No, because it was shiny silver. He looked like a spaceman. Yeah. I just was, was thinking, he a big guy? No, he wasn't. He was skinny. Was he like cut up? You know, like I don't know. He, he was wearing a oh, suit. He was kind of like puffy. Yeah, I mean, he. I don't. I was just like, what in the world? Why do people do? Suits I don't know. Like that? It's just not even smart. And I, you know, I didn't look to see if he had liquid with him or anything, like if he was drinking water or anything. But it's just I not hope smart. He was. But he wasn't. He wasn't a kid trying to get into a different weight class. You know. Yeah. He was the guy. He was a man. Huh. I don't know. It was sad. I felt. Yeah. I wanted to ask him because maybe he was doing an experiment or something. Oh, true. You know. I just feel bad for people who. I don't know if it's lack of education or just lack of um, self-respect or self-esteem or, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, but they try these, like, crazy methods to lose weight, like that, you know, running Mm -hmm. with the sweat, the literal sweat Mm -hmm. on, and then, or, yeah, I don't know, just about killing themselves just to lose a few extra ounces, you know, when they could just eat healthier and exercise in moderation and be just fine. And do it healthy. Well, and also maybe it's just a lack of patience Mm because people want everything. Everything has to be instantaneous, Mm -hmm. you know. Instant gratification. Yeah. Americans. Uh Damn instant gratification. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guilty of it lots of times. Oh, oh, I am too. I am too. But, yeah, I just, it's too bad that people just can't be more comfortable in their own skin, you know? Right. And and wrapping this up and making this a circle. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you do that to yourself, you, there, you certainly increase your potential for injury. Well, and yeah. So, and that will just take you out of the, everything altogether. So, and then you'll be depressed because you can't do anything. Yeah. And you'll be fat and sitting on the couch eating potato chips. Feeling worse. And watching Jerry Springer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who watches Jerry? that anyway? I don't even know. It's still it's on. It's still on the Who air. Who watches it? I don't know. Ugh. If you watch it, email us and let us know. <laughs> like, on the off chance that I'm flipping through and it comes on, I'll hear the little Jerry, song, you know? Jerry. And I'm like, ah, change. I know. Like, oh, it just keeps me out. That show's just, ugh. I can't believe people watch that crap. Yeah. Okay, so... so hey, wait, I have a random question for you. Okay. Um, what's your favorite uh, drink? Like, active drink? Oh. Energy drink? Um, I don't really like any of them. Yeah, <laughs> but when you have to choke one down, which one are you going to choke down? I like Propel. Oh. Because it's almost like drinking water. Yeah. Um... And if I have to choose... I don't know. I like Blue Powerade. I'm a Blue Powerade, too. I don't like Gatorade for some reason. 
I don't know. I have an adversity to it, but I really have an adversity to all of them. Yeah, I shouldn't have asked you that question. You're weird. What's your favorite? Blue Powerade. Oh. Same. Yeah. Anyway, I was just curious because I just I'm trying out this purple one and it's just not the same. What kind is it? Great. Oh, yeah. That reminds me of Kool Aid. It something. reminds me of bubble gum. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I kind of like to try different ones here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried one. Oh, you know what? I like that. I don't know if this is really a recovery drink, but I, I found I like it. Vitamin water. Have you, I, I it's don't not, know what that is. It's, I don't know. There, It comes in a thing. Oh, yes. Like in Central Market and yeah. Whole Foods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vitamin water in the dragon fruit flavor. Oh, I don't it's know. It's really good. Mm. But I don't know what kind of, I haven't really read the ingredients very much, so I don't really know what kind of benefit that would have, but I would recommend it for flavor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and for hydration-wise, because it's pretty much all water, yeah. mostly anyway. I like the, um, I like the grape vitamin water, actually, oh. which I don't usually like grape stuff, but it's pretty good. They have nice, uh, flavoring because it's not too... It's not very sweet. sweet but yeah. it's not too weak where it... Yeah, I don't like things sometimes when they're too weak. Then you feel oh, like you're not getting your money's worth kind of thing. Exhibit A on the too weak is when you go to a bike rally mm-hmm. and at the rest shop they have Gatorade, but it has been mixed with powder. Yeah. And so it's really blah tasting yeah. because they it's hardly any Gatorade in there. Or, you know, it's yeah. really diluted. Mm-hmm. And so it just tastes like... It's just weird water. Like tainted water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know exactly water. what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah, I like a happy medium. Yeah. <laughs> Kara has to have hers. Perfect. So that wraps okay, up our well, thing. Okay, well, wraps up the show this week. And we are actually not in transit, as you can kind of tell, because the audio isn't all... Crazy. For, for once. So you can probably hear that siren in the background. Yeah. <laughs> we actually recorded this once already, and we tried to, to record it online where both of us were in separate places just because we thought it would be cool. Yeah, but it, it, didn't work. it had some ambient noise in the background that was really annoying, so yeah. we got to work out the bugs on that and yeah. so we can do that in the future. Yeah. But on the next show, which is show 12, I believe, crazy that oh we're... Oh my gosh. I know, this is show 11. Wow. Show 12. Uh, we're going to cover... I recently took a bike maintenance class, and so we're going to talk about how that went and some things I learned there. I'm excited to hear that one. That should be good. And then we're also going to cover racing at the Velodrome, because I'm finally starting to do some racing, cool. and I'll share those results with you, but we wanted to save that for next show, so yeah. look forward to that. Okay, now it's time for your pump-up song of the week. But before that, we have a quick bike rally um, advertisement that we just wanted to share with you just in case you're in the area and we're interested in going. We've got a little clip. So following that will be our pump-up song of the week, which is one of my kooky um, downloaded songs that I put on my MP3 because I always like to use the the classical funky songs. So um, this is called Fire Release Remix by Beethoven Remix, and I downloaded it from uh, myspace.com. So if you're interested in downloading it, go right ahead. But enjoy! Get on your bike and ride! Get on your bike and ride! Get on your bike and ride! It's always difficult to see a loved one struggle with cancer, and there are many worthy organizations working to find a cure. There is another approach, prevention. 
Located in the San Francisco Bay Area, the Breast Cancer Fund's mission is to identify and eliminate the environmental causes of the disease. For example, some plastic water bottles contain chemicals linked to breast cancer. The Breast Cancer Fund is working to eliminate these and other dangerous chemicals from consumer products. I'm inviting you to participate in the fourth annual Bike Against the Odds, a fundraising ride for the Breast Cancer Fund on Sunday, September 10th. You can either ride or sponsor a cyclist or team. There are five beautiful routes winding through the picturesque East Bay Hills ranging from 12 miles to a challenging full century. The Oakland Yellow Jacket Cycling Club members will keep the bike riders safe and on track. At the finish line, a delicious organic lunch, live music, and an expo await you. For donations or sign-ups, please go to www.breastcancerfund.org, spelled F-U-N-D, and click on the Bike Against the Odds link. You'll be glad you did. Thanks and tailwinds to all the cyclists out there. In the background, you've been listening to Scanlon on the Podsafe Music Network. Get on your bike and ride.